Today, I'm going to be sharing with you my secret of how I built my very first esthetician business. Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hello there and welcome. This is your host and a beauty expert, Deanna. And on today's episode, I want to share with you my secrets for building a successful facial business. Uh, this is something I get asked about all the time. How did you get started in the skincare business or where should I start? Should I rent a room or should I start in a spa? What are the best ways to compete with all the other more experienced estheticians? What equipment do I need? Well, because I get so many questions on this topic, I've decided to start a series of episodes on this very topic. I'm going to try and answer all of these questions one at a time. So today, I'm going to read an email to you from Carrie, a brand new esthetician. She's asking some really great questions. But first, I need to thank all of you for your support. I don't really feel like I thank you enough. I want to thank everyone who subscribes to the podcast, everyone who subscribes to my newsletter, and a special thanks to all of you who use my Amazon link. You guys keep the show going. And yes, to answer some of the questions you've been asking about Patreon, yes, I do have a Patreon page. As of yet, I have nothing on the Patreon page. I'm planning to do some videos for my Patreon page, and I will let you all know when that becomes available. But in the meanwhile, if you just want to go check the page out, you can find the page at patreon.com, Ask the Beauty Advisor. That link, as well as all the links for today's episode, will be located in the show notes. You've got mail, Miss Lynn. All right, so let's start off with Carrie's email. Dear Deanna, I'm a newly licensed esthetician. Now that I have my license to practice, I don't know really where to start or what equipment to buy. It's so overwhelming, and equipment is very expensive. Could I ask what your recommendations would be? So now, this email from Carrie is just one of many that I get on this topic. And, well, Carrie, when I first got my license, I was lucky because I knew exactly the direction I wanted to go. And that might be because I had already been, for the last 15 years, an independent manicurist. I was a manicurist for 15 years first. And, of course, by that time, I knew what the beauty business was all about. I pretty much knew the ins and outs of the beauty service industry. I knew I wanted to be independent. I wanted my own business. Now, most of the Estes that I went to school with were really excited to work in a spa. And, of course, there are lots of advantages of working in a spa. For one thing, you get training and you don't have to buy any equipment. Plus, you start making instant money. If you are fairly young and newly licensed and in need of a job, I would highly recommend that you 
that you find a job in a spa to start out. There are lots of opportunities for estheticians today. Most estheticians today do specialize in something like eyelashes, waxing, microblading, etc., etc. Today, starting your own business is very difficult, but not impossible. And we will talk more about that on future episodes. And as far as buying equipment for your business, well, let me tell you about my story. I had been working as a manicurist when the 1994 Northridge earthquake hit. I lost my manicuring business because the salon I was renting space from was destroyed in that earthquake. And not only that, my apartment was red-tagged as being unsafe, and I had to get out. Luckily, one of my friends offered me a room to rent. And I got some money, some FEMA money, to help to get me back on my feet. I had been for a long time wanting to go back to school and get my esthetician license, so I figured this was a good time to go. And I applied for a grant and was accepted. I went full-time while I wasn't working and got my license within six months. To make a long story short, and I'm telling you this story because I do have a point. Now, after passing my state board test and getting my license, I was ready to go back to work. I was ready to look for work. In fact, I was anxious to get started. I found a position working on commission, 4060. The position was in a very small nail and waxing boutique. The owner only did waxing, and there were six manicurists working there with a full clientele. The facial room that was for me to use was very small and had very old, outdated equipment, a very old bulky steamer, a mag lamp, and a rickety old facial bed. And of course, like all beauty experts, it's the glamour that we're attracted to, the glamorous spas and the glamorous facial equipment and the beauty treatments look like so much fun. But I was desperate. I needed to get to work. I was running out of money. In fact, this time in my life, I was really actually broke. And this was the most independent job I could come up with. So I took it. I would just have to work with what I had. And what I had, the only thing I had was my hands. I learned one of the best kept secrets in the beauty facial industry. And that was the healing power we all have in our hands. Right in our hands. Before I had become a facialist, I was getting regular facials myself. I had been to a number of different facialists and places and skincare professionals where there was nothing really memorable about any one of them that made me want to go back. Until one day, I found this one facialist, the last one, and I stuck with her for 10 years. I went every month for the last 10 years. Why, you ask? Because she 
gave me an amazing facial massage. She spent more time on massaging my skin than anyone before. She didn't use any equipment or machines or even work in a fancy spa. Not at all. After just one facial with her, I was hooked. My skin was amazing and I felt fabulous. So I knew I could build a successful business with just my hands. I knew I really didn't need all that fancy, fluffy, glamorous stuff. Now, of course, all that stuff is really nice and it does save your hands. But you can build a business without it. And today I'd like to share with you the magical powers you have within your fingers and hands. Touch is the first sense we all experience in the womb. It has the wonderful power to create memories. Do you ever think about what an honor it is to have a license to touch? Each client you encounter is a canvas for your energy. So take your 10 magic fingers and create something magical and epic for someone. As a licensed esthetician, I have the license to introduce needles, heat stimulus, lasers, and chemicals onto people's faces. I work here in California, and California's a lot more stricter as to what we are allowed to apply to people's faces. With the treatments that I just mentioned, you do get great results. In fact, you get fabulous results. And it is so gratifying to know that you help somebody look and feel better about themselves. However, if I'm going to be honest with you, I have to tell you, facials are and always will be my favorite treatment. I love doing facials as well as getting a facial. Facials allow the creative side of me to come alive. I love facials for several reasons, some of which are they can be done safely on most all faces. They can be customized and given a personality. They render instant results. They can turn around you or your client's day, and they have the ability to take you on a journey. A good facialist should be able to create a magical healing experience for the client. As a client, not only should your experience be memorable, but it also should be one that you can take home to help you in your daily life. A good esthetician should give their clients tips they can use at home. They should empower the client and build a strong relationship based on caring. When an esthetician really cares about their client, they can take them on a journey that far exceeds a steam and scrub. When giving or getting a facial, you want to make sure the room is spotlessly clean and clutter-free. Clutter can cause a client to feel claustrophobic or nervous and anxious. It can also leave the impression that the esthetician is disorganized. The room, the bed, your hands, and the products should all be at a warm, nice, comfortable temperature. The right choice of aromatherapy can heighten your client's experience and awaken their senses. And having some really soft healing music in the background 
this can start right there to lead your client on a journey. Just these two things will awaken your client's senses and leave them with a memorable impression. I would also suggest that you offer them a water-infused drink after the facial. I would do this after the facial. This would ensure that your client wouldn't have to get up during the facial to use the restroom. These are important things to begin with to make sure your treatment will awaken your client's senses. After a complete client consultation, I always encourage my clients to set an intention for our time together. Usually I'll suggest an intention of peace, relaxation, or simply letting go. This might sound a bit corny, but many times people do have a difficult time doing this. We're so hyper-connected to this world, we sometimes lose the ability to connect with ourselves. In offering this to our clients, we can rely on a completely different level, which has value in the eyes of the consumer. I've also learned as I begin a treatment or before I begin the treatment, I'll have my clients place one hand on their abdomen and the other over their heart, as this will promote an awareness of their own breath and that of the beauty and the power of full, relaxed breathing. This is a nice way to teach a technique they can do any time to themselves to get back into the now and reduce the anxiety and stress that's so destructive to our skin. Before I start a facial, I have my clients do some deep cleansing breaths using an extended version of the military breathing that soldiers are taught to help them remain calm in times of severe stress and combat. This technique is simple. Take in a breath for four counts. Hold for four counts and exhale for four counts. <laughs> There's a lot of fours there. Sorry, okay. Then before you start the next cycle, just stay quiet for four counts. By doing this, you can create a space that will turn your client's attention into the empty space that holds peace and tranquility. We can begin our treatment from a place of calm. You may choose to place your hands over their shoulders, face, or neck as they breathe, whichever feels best. After I complete a few breathing sessions, I rest my fingers on their third eye, located on the forehead, and say to my client, just relax. This is all your time now. This is a way of giving them permission to let go and many times I see a small release in their shoulders or a smile across their face. One of the best facial techniques is the limp drainage. It's fabulous to flush toxins and to improve the overall appearance of the face. This technique can be used on even the most sensitive skin types and has powerful results. It's done with a gentle motion. And with a little energy, it's fabulous for the eye area. It can really work wonders for fluid retention and to restore vibrancy to the eye area.
A lymph drainage technique is really valuable with anyone who's undergone cosmetic surgery. If you are planning a procedure, I would suggest a pre-surgery facial. This way you can teach your clients some simple techniques to give them, or should I say, to help them through the healing process, and then suggest another facial as soon as they feel recovered. Clients will appreciate your concern, and you are empowering them with the knowledge of the best way to work through their recovery. I would also suggest using and retailing jade rollers. This is great for this. It's also great for people with allergies, people that have fluid retention in the eye area, and it also helps to relieve eye strain from screen fatigue. Shiatsu is a technique that couples well with lymph drainage. Used in traditional medicine, this form of work uses finger pressure points on certain points of the body to redirect energy to merits or pathways. This will then encourage the natural healing powers of the body and restore vitality and balance. The benefits of shiatsu include yin and yang balance, improved circulation, will release energy blocks, calm the nervous system, reduce stress, strengthen the immune system, and improve muscle tone. There are many online videos and books that you can use to learn and master these techniques. They work particularly well for clients with sinus problems. Now, while a mask works its wonders, I do a hand massage. This is another opportunity to incorporate breathing techniques and induce deeper relaxation for the client. There are many points on the hand that directly relate to the organs of the body. Add scented oil for the client to savor the memory of their treatment. You'll want to start at the elbow and, using sweeping motions, begin the breathing exercises again and verbally reinforce the intentions of the treatment. Using the techniques of preference for this massage, but making sure it is an extension of relaxation. Some points that you may want to focus on is, one, the thumb. Pressure on the base of the thumb affects the pituitary and the brain. Massaging and holding mild pressure at the base of the web area where the thumb connects to the rest of the hand induces relaxation. The index finger, slight pressure on the base of this finger can relieve insomnia. The middle and ring finger, light pressure at the base of both of these middle and ring fingers, may target hypertension. Pinky finger, massage the pinky finger and help the function of the liver and kidneys. The tips of all fingers are sensitive areas of the sinuses. The palms use kneading motions to the palms to aid in digestion and detoxification. Now, I know that most of us, if not all of us, has heard the term hands-on healing. It's also known as radiant energy or spiritual healing. It's been practiced by many cultures for thousands of years. In fact, this practice was so revered that Greek statues of Aesculapius were made with gold-gifted hands, celebrating the power of touch to heal. 
This is also the source of the caduceus modern medicine symbol of healing and the word chi energy which evolves into surgery. There is a resurgence today of interest in the hands-on healing and indeed the entire field of complementary health care. The National Institute of Health has even created a division devoted solely to the evaluation and the validity of alternative medicine. Time and again, hands-on healing is studied and true to form. It faithfully demonstrates its effectiveness in healing as published in scores of scientifically-based national healing studies. There leaves little doubt that hands-on healing energy is a potent therapy. And as we begin to understand our health and beauty, it is in direct relationship with our mental, emotional, and physical energetic patterns. So it has become evident that we hold the power of health and beauty in our own hands. Spiritual hands-on healing is one of mankind's special legacies for achieving optimal beauty and health and is a valuable component for our facial business. Advisor is a part of the Beauty Radio Network. If you have a podcast or need help in starting a podcast and would like to be a part of a free, supportive network, then learn more by contacting Deanna at beautyradionetwork.com. <laughs>